Um, <laughs> how do we start this one then? <laughs> well, I did it in French last. You did. Week, so I haven't got anything particularly. Um, I need to think of like. I'm to be honest. To be honest, George, I'm not that pleased with the way I've been starting it. No. Have we? We've started then. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just do that. Let's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with that. That that'll work. Yeah, I'm not happy with the way I've been starting it. Uh, okay. Hello and welcome to Crass, the podcast where Paul and George are on it. Now, as always, George. This is good. This is good. This is good. Shut up. Yeah. Right. As always, George. Mm-hmm. Let's start with a question. Yep. This is this is kind of a this is a long form question, a bit like the um, Weatherspoons one. Uh, oh God. <laughs> what would happen in your perfect carry-on film? <laughs> so just go through oh, like God. the cast members, location. Yeah. Give me some. I mean, I don't know. You don't have to, but maybe you give me some examples of jokes, funny lines, innuendos. But all I... You know, you you go. You just all... go, go. Do it. Go for it as, as as however you feel best. Yeah, but the thing is, all I can do at this point is just mention moments from existing Carry On films. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, what you can do, <laughs> so I guess, So what's the is... fucking point in doing this? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, well, how can we make a new Carry On film that's never been seen before? <laughs> you can't. You can't. It cannot be done. There's all the existing ones are do. alike anyway, so it's... They didn't do space, for one. They never did space. <laughs> oh, so there, we could we could go to space... What would that be called then? The Carry on up your anus. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it's, it writes itself. <laughs> Sid James is in a spacesuit. Barbara Windsor is in like a sort of um, space bikini type space Barbarella bikini thing. She kind of she like she she reaches for a laser gun. The spacesuit pops off. Yeah, she sort of uh, does she... a giggle and says, "Ooh, saucy." And then she instantly dies because the vacuum of space has sort of inflated her lungs. So, <laughs> so carry on different. in space. Oh, well, carry on up Uranus. Carry on up Uranus, which is perfect as a title. Um, it goes in a gory direction. Well, yeah, obviously it's, yeah. it's a new carry on film for 2017. God. It's got to be gritty. I don't know how you could incorporate such an ensemble cast in space. Well, because you know, in Carry On films, you've got about sort of twenty-five sort of stars, haven't you? In the sense, you know, you've got loads of yeah, characters, true. And what have you? If you're on a spaceship, there isn't a hell of a lot of room. Well, it doesn't have to be a spaceship. It can be a space station. Like they've colonized it in the future. They're all living out in space. It's like a holiday, a holiday park in space. Do you know what? I've just remembered actually this sounds vaguely like a television series from the late 70s called Come Back Mrs. Noah which was <laughs> Molly Sugden off yeah. of Are You Being Served in space that, that was the, God, yeah. the whole premise of the show you're right oh it's been done then hasn't it yeah well we'll leave it then shall we uh, to be honest I don't think we're going to top Carry On Up Uranus no that is so... again the title is better than anything in the film yeah well, you know, we tried. Yeah, we I tried. suppose so. Right, next bit. <laughs> Such a shoddy programme. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, I mean, I think I think it's important to mention that uh, this is the first podcast we're recording uh, since release. Yes. All the others were recorded before we actually released an episode. Mm-hmm. So now all four, the first four episodes are out in the world. We've just released the fourth episode. Yes. Uh, and we've had some feedback, George. We've had oh, a bit of feedback. Uh, I'm just, I've got a few. There's not many because we've got not all that many fans, but like no. we've got a few. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna, I've got a few emails that I might litter throughout the show, but I'm going to start with this one. Uh, Two crass podcast at gmail.com from uh, Captain Hardy at gmail.com. Dear boys, listen to the first two episodes of your podcast this week. Hated every second. Your voice is great on me. I think your idea of comedy is laughable. I know that sounds like a compliment, but it really isn't. I think you were shitters. Obviously, I despise George, but nothing can compare to my hatred of Paul. Yeah, obviously. I hope you're reading this right now, Paul, because I'm speaking directly to you. Never in the 50-plus years I've been alive on this planet have I had the misfortune to listen to such an irritating, smug little twats like you. You make me hate my own existence. (laughs) If I chuck myself in the canal tomorrow, it will be your fault. I want you to always remember that. Love, Dad. (laughs) So that's one of the emails we've had. Um, They're not all as negative, but most of them are. Most of them, yeah. Well, it is is shoddy. I'll, I'll be first to it. Admit is shoddy, that. yeah. Yeah, I suppose, you know, he's probably got a point, hasn't he? Well, I know you're uh, very keen on some of the dreams that I have. Oh, I love them. Have you now, got a dream? Well, I, I don't want to get your hopes up too much because it's not oh, okay. really a proper dream as such. Do you know, sometimes okay. when you're halfway between being awake and being asleep, and so yes. you sort of dream things that are affected by things that are actually going on. I do, yeah, I do know that sort of dream, yeah. Well, my radio comes on in the morning, and okay. I actually dreamt up a music video for Love mm-hmm. Fool by the Cardigans. Oh, okay. I don't know that song. No? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> If you'd have just sung, love me, love yeah, me, I... can say that you love me, I would have got it. I would have known it instantly. I'd have been like, George, that I know that song. <laughs> I watched the video afterwards, after I'd sort of woken up to see what the actual one was, and it wasn't very mm-hmm. good. In fact, two exist, and both of them are a bit rubbish. One of them is yeah. a load of, well, the band members in a sort of warehouse, looking sort of dead-eyed and... <laughs> filming, <laughs> filming cheap, cheap, cheap. Yeah. <laughs> And another one is this sort of idea that someone's lost at sea or something like that. I, I can't remember because right. my idea for a video is much, much better. Okay. I, you have the lead singer of um, the, car- the Cardigans. Yeah, the Cardigans. Don't know what her name yeah. is. You've got the lead singer and she sort of... Mrs. Cardigan. That <laughs> <laughs> was good, innit? That was witty. Witty, yeah. I'm sure our uh, first emailer will appreciate Mrs. Cardigan. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. See, so, yeah, Ms. Cardigan. <laughs> yes. Um, in my dream, she was pleading with this sort of mystery man. Yeah. She sort of, basically, the song is the, the fella doesn't love her anymore, and she yeah. sort of says, well, you can just pretend as long as you stay with me, that sort of thing. Mm. But at the point where the song transitions into the chorus... The mystery man yes. was revealed to be Mark Benton. 
Cheeky Mark Benton. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what bank did he advertise? Was it Halifax? It was um, Nationwide. Nationwide. Which is a building society. <laughs> oh, is it? Uh, well, shows what I know. Don't know what the difference is. Cheeky yeah. Mark Benton. It's always, a, it's always a riot when he shows up. <laughs> and he's sort of... She's playing with him and he's sort of pulling these comedically <laughs> over-the-top expressions. Uh, you know, I just actually did one, which is absolutely fucking useless considering this is audio. You could take a photo of it and put it and share it to our Twitter. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but yeah, the, basically the dream sort of continued from there with, with her sort of stalking Mark Benton as he's out and about, you know, doing shopping or, yeah, you know, down the pub with his mates or whatever. Who are his mates? <laughs> Okay, him off the Halifax that. adverts. What, Howard? Howard off the Halifax adverts. He's not just someone who did bank adverts. He's a, you know, he's a proper actor. Well, well, well. well. I've seen, I've seen Mark Benton on stage actually. He was <laughs> did you go and see him especially? Yeah. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> an evening with Mark Benton. <laughs> he played a French police chief in. Oh, um, I bet he was brilliant. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, the musical. Oh, I see. But yeah, Damn. that was it, like I said. There's not a not heaps of detail like you would come to expect from some of my dreams. No, which... but I, I like I, I I liked the image of of the young, I presume, sort of young, attractive uh, lead singer of the Cardigans, sort of trying to get Mark Benton to fall in love <laughs> yeah. with her. Yeah, I appreciate that image. So thanks for that. So last week and the, and the week before that, I started this feature. Uh, that I thought was very funny. Yes. Uh, where I ate an ob- I ate a, a food stuff close to the microphone, and you had to guess what I was eating. Yes. Um, I'm going to do that again today, but I'm going. I'm. I'm saying now this is the last time I'm doing it. Good. Good. Because I'm worried. I'm, what do you mean, good? <laughs> I thought it was well, a great feature. Yeah. I don't know. I was. My concern <laughs> is that it's driving people away from the podcast. You see. Again, it's letting people behind the curtain, and I don't like doing this too much. But the microphone that you're recording with isn't the same feed that I'm hearing. So I can't hear you chewing anything. But when I'm editing it, (laughs) I can hear it really clearly and vividly because it's a different source. Yeah. So that's kind of... That's my feeling. Well, hopefully... hopefully, Last week I would make the mistake of choosing quite a soft food. This week, uh, it's not as crispy as the uh, Monster Claws, but I think it's kind of in between. Okay. Okay, a little, little clue for you there. So I'm going to open the packet now. Can you hear that? Yeah, I can hear that. Right. Any, any, can you tell what it is yet? Oh, I can't do that, can I? No, definitely it's can't It's quite hard do to open. I'm having, I'm, having to, I'm having to use my teeth to open it. Right. Oh, it made a bit of a squeak when I opened it then. I'm wrapping it now. Uh, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a little clue now. It's quite tacky. Quite on one tacky. side, quite tacky on one side. Okay, I've got it now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a bite. Okay. It's, okay. Can you hear anything? Yes, I can hear you masticating quite loudly. Okay. Any idea what it is? Popcorn. It's not popcorn. Right. If you want more, guess. Wait, I thought you were going to eat another one. I am eating another one. I can't hear you eating the other one. Stop talking, them. All right, oh, go I'm on. Taking a bite now. 
I can hear you going. <laughs> Is it a sardine? <laughs> it's the sort of right. guess that you know lets you know that I've given up. Really, that one. Okay, give me. I've got to throw it away. The whole thing. Is it? Give me a yet. No oh, god. Right. Right. Do you want to have one final guess? Chocolate mouse. I don't know. No. It is a go-ahead strawberry yoghurt break. <laughs> right. Well, that's the end of that feature, then, isn't it? <laughs> Brilliant. I think we ended on a high for that one. I think it it was um, <laughs> possibly the worst that feature's ever gone. And I am partly well, that's to blame. it now. Not doing any more. <laughs> Another feature next week. So, as you may know, I've got Sky Telly here. I do. It's rubbish. You know, I'm not advertising for Sky. By and large, it's crap. Um, and this is best exemplified by one of the channels on Sky, which is called Forces TV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already sold on it. <laughs> well, based on that name, what type of programming do you think this channel broadcasts or who is its target audience forces tv uh people who really want to be in the army or obsessed with the army but for some reason can't get him that yeah or also people who actually are in the armed forces oh, i, I, I guess are they say. too they're too busy being actually in the armed forces yeah they sure. yeah they haven't got enough time to sit around watching some of the crap <laughs> that they broadcast no but i've got here uh, the schedule uh, this is yesterday's okay. schedule. Um, mm -hmm. So just to let you know what was on yesterday. And I, I'm going to start okay. at 8am. I don't know when they start transmission, but the fact that it starts at 8 is early enough, I think. 8am till half 8, America's World War Two, Which is just a right. documentary about that. Yeah, just 8:30. about their involvement in the Second World War. Yeah. So it seems, seems normal. Which for a sort of... A British Armed Forces television channel seems very interesting. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, fair point. <laughs> maybe they've, maybe, actually, I won't say that because it might spoil something on the schedule. Uh, <laughs> okay, all right, okay. 8.30 till 9, Colditz Revisited. It's like Brideshead yes. Revisited. <laughs> but Colditz, brilliant. 9am till 9.30, get some in. <laughs> what, get some in? It's, you asked, I'm telling, it's a British sitcom about life in the Royal Air Force starring Carl Howman. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, I wish I had Sky. Do you know who Carl Howman is? No. No, don't remember. Carl Howman uh, remember. was the, the sort of balding cockney bloke off the Flash cleaning products adverts from the 90s. If you remember those growing up. A whole sitcom starring him. Well, he was in a sitcom before wow. the Flash adverts, but I just thought that's probably the oh, one okay. he'd be most likely to remember. Now I'm cleaning the place up for you, my princess. 11.30, Airwolf. <laughs> of course, Airwolf. <laughs> He's a helicopter, isn't he? Isn't that just 
was correct me if I'm wrong. That was Knight Rider, but with a helicopter, wasn't it? Uh, no, I don't believe the helicopter spoke. No, but you know what I it mean. It's, it's a program just about a bloke in a helicopter. Kind of. Although the hel- the actual car in Knight Rider was a character. Yeah. In Airwolf, it wasn't. Well, maybe yeah, I'm wrong. Maybe it was a character. Let's imagine Airwolf is a character. <laughs> hey, kids, it's me, Airwolf! <laughs> God. Right, then after that, after Airwolf... Right, stop there for a minute. Stop there for a minute. Is it called Airwolf because it sounds like Werewolf? I don't have no idea. Hogan's Heroes <laughs> is on again, then another couple of those. Yeah. Shit Discovery Channel style documentaries with Arlie yeah. Ermey, who uh, was oh, in yes. Full Metal Jacket. And uh, Small Soldiers. Yeah. Was he? Was he in Small Soldiers? Get Some Probably. In is on again at half seven. <laughs> God. Hogan's Heroes is on about 18 times a day. Well, it's to be, I, that, that doesn't surprise me. I suppose it's the most popular air, army based sitcom. Wait, hang on. <laughs> it's a British channel, right? Yes. There's no Dad's Army. I guess it's property of the BBC. I guess. So. Yeah, it's probably not not as cheap as. Uh, no, and isn't Dad's Army like still one of the most watched programs on BBC Two? Yes, which baffles me no end because it's awful. <laughs> Absolutely it's, dreadful. Come on, it's terrible. Don't tell him, Pike. We've been through this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, from nine till ten p.m. There's a double bill of Arlie Ermey's mail call. <laughs> <laughs> what is that about? It sounds sexy. Here's the description. It's terrific. Arlie Ermey applies his gruff sense of humour to answer questions about the armed forces. In this right. episode, unmanned aircraft. <laughs> Can we and... send him a question? <laughs> Go on. Arlie, what was it like being in Full Metal Jacket? <laughs> well, the other episode is about tanks. This is a surprise. <laughs> Arlie, what is your favourite kind of tank? And then there's just, yeah, more sort of armed forces-based dramas or comedy yeah. programmes. It's, yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a waste of time me doing that. But I just can't <laughs> imagine why anyone would want to watch that channel, really. Like well, you say, I... it surely only appeals to those who can't make it into the armed forces for whatever reason. Yeah, I guess. I, guess, I mean, that's an audience, I suppose. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, right, most people wouldn't be interested... Those who are in the armed forces are either going to be far too busy or mm-hmm. when they're, you know, unwinding and relaxing for a few hours, they're not going to want to spend it watching armed forces related programming. So I just no. kind of think, who who's it for? And yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head. People who, for whatever reason, can't go off and join the armed forces. Mm. Army dreamers, as Kate Bush would have put it. Army, army yeah. dreamers. Oh. <laughs> Would you say, George, that that feature you just did uh, comes under the banner of telling me what you've been watching this week? It's, yeah. But um, we got an email relating uh, loosely to this feature. Dear Crass, talk about Telly Savalas more. That's from Who Loves You, Hayley. Um... <laughs> did, did Who Loves You, Hayley answer my question? No, she just, she just wrote, Dear Crass... Talk about Telly Savalas more. See, I still don't um, know what what's no, going on. No, I still on don't know either. I'm sorry, Haley, but um, I actually haven't got any Telly Savalas stuff to talk about. But what I have got is uh, something that you brought up uh, last podcast. Yes. I've done another catchphrase uh, oh, round. <laughs> but uh, taking your advice, this time 
They are actual catchphrases. Okay, so same same deal as last time. I'm going to hold these up. You can describe what you see, say what you see, uh, and try and guess what the catchphrase is. Okay, you ready? Okay. Yep. Let's go. First one. Easy one. Right. So it's a sort of a big A, really, written on the page, uh, and it's an actual catchphrase from something. Yep. Oh, I'll give you a clue. It's from an American TV show. It would be terrible if this was one that I really like as well. Uh, it's a character who says A. Oh, um, A from uh, the Fonz on uh, Happy Days. It's A hey. by the Fonz. Easy one. Right. Yeah. Okay, next one. Say what you see. So it's the word... <laughs> so to describe this for the listeners, it's the word ooh next to a drawing of a woman who looks remarkably like Betty from the Flintstones. So my guess is ooh Betty... The catchphrase of Frank Spencer. That was good. Well done, George. You're getting it now. It's Ooh Betty from Cheeky uh, cheeky Thingy, who was Mike Crawford, who was in Phantom of the Opera. Now, well, that, But that's not from Phantom of the Opera. That's from Some Mothers oh, Do yeah. Have Them. No, it's from Some Mothers Do Have Them. <laughs> Does the Phantom of the Opera have a catchphrase? <laughs> Probably not. It's Yeah, it's the sound of uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber stealing <laughs> from Pink Floyd. <laughs> right, next one, slightly harder. Or maybe not, actually. <laughs> so it's a sort of very basic illustration of me with a speech bubble coming out of my mouth saying, I am George. So it's a picture of me. Then there's the word R. Uh, sorry, the letter, letter R. Then the word the. And an arrow pointing at a chain with a broken link. And then the word goodbye. So I'm guessing it is, you are the weakest link, goodbye. Correct, George. <laughs> you are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> well done. See, these are proper, these ones. Yeah, the actual catchphrases. Right, I little story behind this one. Uh, okay. This one I actually came across in my sketchbook. I obviously decided not to use it. And for about five minutes, I tried to work it out for myself what it was. Yeah. <laughs> so, so good luck. I did manage to work it out in the end. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> thing is i know what that is i've worked it out uh, you've got a drawing of a bird with its beak open and sound coming out of its mouth you've got that pointing to an arrow of some buttocks and then a further arrow pointing at a bowl of french fries i'm guessing that's cheap as chips <laughs> it's cheap as chips cheap ass cheap chips. ass chips <laughs> i don't think it was cheap ass chips i don't think it was david dickinson you know commenting on the value for money I think it was these. These are some cheap ass chips. You know, I think it was. No, no. But I thought I could. Otherwise, I have to write the word as. Yeah. That'd be no good. Right. Last one. This one is is tough. Okay. Okay. Uh, and actually, the drawing you have to. I've not given you a clue for this one. I wrote a speech bubble saying I am George, <laughs> but this one has a person on it uh, that you have to kind of guess who they are. Okay. You'll okay. see. So. You've got a drawing of a sort of gaunt-looking man. Looks a bit like Jason Isaacs, actually. I can, uh, I can tell you it is not Jason Isaacs, although I see what you mean. Hello to Jason. Uh, then you've got the word the, and then you've got the uh, Union flag and swastika arrows from the title sequence of Dad's Army. Uh, I will say, though, it is not from Dad's Army. No, but it looks like the ones in the title yeah. sequence. 
Could I have a clue as to who the bloke was, or would that be too far? I'll give you uh, one. I'll give you a name, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay. I'm gonna have to hurry. I'm going to guess. I'm not sure if... I don't see why it works for Cumberbatch, but is it during the war? Correct. Cumberbatch, of course, played Alan Turing. Turing the the war. During the war. (laughs) (laughs) Right, well done. (laughs) So that is catchphrase. You successfully... During the war. (laughs) During the war. During the war. During the war. Yeah, from Only Fools and Horses, obviously. Yeah, Uncle Albert. So that's it. That's catchphrase. Yeah. Forgive me. Did you actually tell me what you were watching last week? I can't remember. I haven't watched anything. I haven't right, actually okay. watched anything this week. Great. But, so that was my contribution to the feature. So a programme that's been off air for years. Um, <laughs> I'm ignoring the fact that Stephen Mulhern is claiming to do a version of catchphrase mm-hmm. and thinking only in terms of Roy Walker. It's been off air for years. You reviving that again uh, is you telling me what you watched this week. Yes. George, um, we've got another email. This is the last email we got. Yeah. Uh, Basically, I'm just going to read out and it'll become obvious what it's about uh, as soon as I get into the email, basically. Right, okay, so twocrasspodcast.gmail.com. From artfartgunkle at hotmail.co.uk. Dear Paul and George, Loving the podcast, there's real potential in what you're doing here. Love the brilliant stories of Paul's life and love the sound of George's ridiculous voice. It is ridiculous. The one thing I will say, the one thing I will say is this. I'm getting pretty sick of James Bond being mentioned. I hate everything about the Bond and literally vomit every time his name is mentioned. Fuck off, Jams Bond. All the best. Obviously, you're going to have to bleep out the name because we can't reveal the name on the podcast. Oh, God. Why are you giving me extra things to do in editing? (laughs) I'm just saying we can't reveal the name, obviously. So you just bleep that. But, George, what do you think of that? Because you have, I have noticed you've mentioned James Bond in every podcast, well, and well, I've that, got a bit, of, I've got a bit of a theory as to why you're doing that. But if you want to explain yourself, that that's particular fine. correspondent referred to James Bond about four times. I hadn't mentioned it in this one. I hadn't mentioned anything Bond-related. That's true. And they've brought it up, so that's not my problem. It's your problem. Well, um... if you don't, if you don't care, there's a little fast-forward button when you listen to this. Just tap that. Spin on. Well. That's George's response to you. Um, all I'll say is, George, you have mentioned it a lot, and my theory is that you're trying to get... You're hoping that the Broccolis will be listening to this podcast and they'll maybe cast you as the eponymous spy. Is that what you want to happen? No. Right, Lonely Hearts Club. Yeah, it's that time, is it? <laughs> don't be grumpy about it, because... <laughs> I know you don't want to be done. I'm on your side. Honestly, I am on your side. I'm just... So the podcast comes first. The, fan... <laughs> the fans come first and the podcast comes first. Okay? Don't be grumpy about it. Okay. Do you want to hear about what happened? Well, obviously, I kind of screwed up with Damson uh, last time. Although, actually, saying that, I did manage to win a date with her. Yeah. So it's not too shabby. <laughs> well, I'll just get, get the new listeners up to speed. What she did was she said she was going to look me up on Facebook. But I actually told her my name was Chester Barnes. And that's yes. not my name, is it, George? No, it's Paul Austin. Yeah. Um, anyway, but I've managed to resolve it because uh, I took your advice. Do you remember what your advice was? 
was a joke when I said set up a fake account for Chester what Barnes. What I did, what I did was I set up a fake Facebook account calling myself Chester Barnes. Oh, but the thing is, George, you didn't really give me all the information I needed because that's not really enough. No. It's not good enough because she kind of sussed me out if she saw that I didn't have any other friends. Yeah. That seemed a bit weird. So, I, so what I did was I created about 50 other Facebook accounts <laughs> for my various fake friends. Uh, oh, so dear. I'll just go through them now. I had to make a fake family. So yeah. there's Chester's mum, who's called Marilyn Barnes, and she's like a big, she's like a social worker. Uh, his stepdad, Frank Barnes, he's a big yep. fan of pole dark. He's like fucking mad on it. Uh, Chester isn't really fr- actually friends with his real dad, but I thought I'd better make him anyway. He's called he's called Chester as well. So I'm kind of I'm actually supposed to be Chester Junior. Bit of a factoid for you there. Uh, oh, and his surname is Bobbins. So that's Chester Bobbins. Okay. Anyway, uh, so Chester's my Chester. His best mate's called George, but like spelt the proper way, not the ridiculous way you spell it. Uh, it's George McMahon. He's from Scotland and he likes tennis, but he hates James Bond. You probably wouldn't like him, but actually he's a Can nice Can I just bloke. ask, is that sort of an idealised version of me? Sort of version no, you would want George, to be friends with George, instead of George, mess that you are friends This is all fiction. With. This is all, I mean, not the story, obviously, that's true, but all yeah. this, all these characters I've made up. Okay, there's no, it doesn't reflect my real life at all, I promise. There, is, there isn't a curtain left for this show, it's just been moved <laughs> so frequently. Go on. Right. Then there's Stacey, uh, Tina and Bobby. They're like a bunch of people who met on a business startup course about three years ago. Yeah. And then there's a guy, uh, weird on this, guy called National Baggage. <laughs> He's like a kind of performance artist who uh, Chester met in high school during an eco-club meeting. Okay. There's this girl who Chester's had a bit of a thing for since college called Emma Coos. She's got like mm. she's got lovely eyes, but she's married to Chester's uh, old mate from high school, Farky Mark. Okay. So anyway, that's just a few of the fifty people I met. So I, I invented so I could go out with Dampson. <laughs> See, why didn't you just go to the the hardware store where she works and say, "I'm sorry, I I made a mistake the other day. My real name is Paul Austin." Why? Which is what I actually suggested you should do, rather than because George, I've got too much dignity. Okay, I'll leave it at that. Look, so anyway, I've got to get on with it. Trust me, this is a long one. Right, well, get so, on with it then. We're already so I added her, her on Facebook, sent her a cheeky message saying, Hi, it's me, Chester. That's definitely my name. Fancy meeting up for a hot date next week. Anyway, a couple of days later, she replies. She definitely wants to hook up on Thursday, which is why I couldn't record yesterday, George, in case you were wondering. Yeah. So yeah. I suggest we meet at KFC at 7. Uh, she agrees, I'm in. So flash forward to Thursday, seven o'clock. I'm in my best clothes, white t-shirt, dinner jacket, and my black combo pants with a Batman logo on all the pockets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting in the little smoking area outside, kind of tapping my fingers, waiting for it to turn up. And for some reason, I'm really nervous, George. Uh, is yeah. she going to show up? What if she's messing with me? What if KFC is the wrong choice of date venue? I'm starting to think maybe Pizza Express would have been a better choice. Pizza Express would have been a better choice. Well... Just yeah, definitely. Just listen to the rest of the story and then see if you think the same. Then okay. <laughs> anyway, so all my fears are put to rest when I see the lovely curvy frame of Damson in yes. a glittery silver cocktail dress, mm-hmm. and she's got her hair up in this sort of beehive hairdo. Honestly, George, my heart skips, skips, skips. <laughs> she's so beautiful. She says, <laughs> "Nice pence, Casanova. They really show off the size of your ass." Oh, I blush, obviously, and I reply, "Cheers, Damson." But my name's Chester. Don't know if she'd forgotten, but I thought a better correct her. <laughs> so completely unprovoked, you just said that. 
I mean, what she called me Casanova? That's not my name. I'm, it's, it's supposed to be Chester. It was, to be honest, I was a bit annoyed, actually, George, because I'd gone through all this fucking effort to make, like, a fake Facebook account with fake friends. She went and bloody forgot my name. Yeah. So I was a bit, I was a bit annoyed. Um, anyway, we get inside. We're escorted to a table. I decided to be a gentleman. Yeah, well, it's when, posh when have they me. ever done that in KFC? No, I know. You just that, go I in know. and get a table, don't you? What's this? Well, I, someone escorted us to the table. I didn't think to ask questions. Fine, come. Anyway, I, I decide to be a gentleman, and I offer to go and get the food. She touches my hand. She then she winks at me and gives, and blows me like a little kiss. Yeah. So my heart's fluttering. I'm pretty flustered. I go up to the serving desk. Uh, and the thing is, I'm so flustered, I don't really register the person who's serving. I just say, give us your biggest bucket of chicken. And then this voice replies, Joe on bacon! <laughs> Guess who's serving? It's only bloody it's... short Sue. Yeah, I, I didn't know what her name was, I forgot. But Obviously, I, I, I realised Big, Dave Big Dave's is closed now. Because yeah. he only really does breakfast and brunch and like lunch on the weekends. This mm-hmm. must be short Sue's evening job. Anyway, yeah. back to the scene. To be honest, George, I'm not really fussed about having bacon and a big bucket of chicken. It's like, I think one meat is plenty. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I say, nice to see you, Sue, but no thanks. Just the chicken and two diet sprites. Sue kind of scoffs and she turns away to get me food. While she does, I turn back to look at Damson. She's sitting at the table, kind of illuminated by the glow of one of them big metal lamps that hangs from the ceiling. Do you know the tight? They've got really long cords, and if you're taller than like five foot ten, you bash your head against them. Yes, yes anyway. She looks just so beautiful, and I suddenly feel this warm feeling in my chest, and my mm. fingers start tingling, and I do this kind of involuntary shiver. Yeah. So I assume I must be having a stroke, right? So I get my phone out, because I need to call an ambulance if I'm having a stroke. But then I realise, wait, I'm not having a stroke. I'm just in love. Oh, God. Right? It's beautiful, isn't it? No. So, Sue brings over my food. What do you mean, no? Well, it's not, is it? Not it's not a romantic no, no, moment, sh- is it? Sue brings over my food, put my phone away, and I take the big bucket of chicken. And then before I go, Sue calls to me and says, Are you kidding it, Paul? <laughs> Obviously, she's concerned about how my date's going. And I say, <laughs> I think she's the one killing me, Sue. Because oh, it's a bit like, it's a bit witty, though, isn't it? So I go back to the table, and then when Damson, and when Damson sees me, she smiles and she says, "Oh, I love KFC," and I say, "I love KFC as well. We've got so much in common." She does this little giggle and she waved her hair about in a sexy way, and then said, "You're a sweetheart, Chester. I want you to whisk me away from here, this shithole we call living." Anyway, I don't really know what she's going on about, so I just take this big bite out of a chicken breast. Mm. So she says, then. I'm sorry if I come across a bit forward sometimes. It's so hard to meet men who treat me like a real person in this damn town. Thing is, I'm not really listening anymore because I'm no. just sort of staring out of the window. Yeah. Outside, there are two police cars, an ambulance and a fire engine. Right. I take my phone out of my pocket and I hear this little voice coming out of it. Dispatch team is right away. Please stay on the line, Paul. If you're bleeding, apply as much pressure to the wound as possible. Oh, I've called bloody 999, haven't I? Oh, God. They've flipping sent people because they think I'm being stabbed by Damson. <laughs> Even worse, they know that my real name is Paul. If yeah. Damson finds out, she'll think I'm a right turd. Mm. Yeah, that is the so problem. So four, four cops fucking burst in with tasers. And one immediately zaps the shit out of Short Sue. <laughs> she collapses backwards straight into the deep fat fryer. I don't know why. I think the cop must have panicked. I don't know why he did it. Damson screams, throws her arms around me. 
I decide to kind of put one hand on my face and one hand on hers, just for protection, you know. Then yeah. the most stern-looking cop says, Is there a Paul in the building? We need to treat him immediately. I say, No, there's no Paul here. My name's Chester Barnes, and this is my girlfriend, Dampson. Cop then says, You look very suspicious, and I'm sure I know your friend from somewhere. We'll need to talk to both of you at the station. Well, George, I'm not having this. No. I've not even finished my chicken. <laughs> so, what would you have done in this situation? I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be in this situation. This is absurd. Don't say ask you me what were, I'd have done in this say situation. Say you were, what would you have done? Well, I've gone to the station with them. Right, well, that's not what I did. What no, I did well, of was, course I it's not what you did, because you're not rational. I out of there, right? So I threw the still half-full bucket of chicken into the stern cop's face. Yes. He, like, immediately starts clawing at his eyes, trying to scrape the hot grease out of him. And to be honest, George, that's about as far as my plan went. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm stuffed at this point. But then, Damson rips the taser from the now-incapacitated cop and zaps the nearest officer. They fall to the ground. The next officer along, he fires his taser, but Dampson kind of manages to catch the hooks in her hair right at the top of the beehive. And obviously, Hare isn't a conductor, so she's all right. Mm. She runs over and she punches him straight in the face. Punches him! And that just yeah. leaves one officer. And he's already fired his taser at Short Sue. So he's, mm. like, fucking... He's got nothing. Yeah. He's unarmed. He just fucking legs it. But Dampson sort of trips him up and his front teeth smash against the table. Pretty action-packed, isn't it? It is, I can picture but it. To be honest, at this point, I'm a bit perturbed. Uh, and the next thing I know, Damson's grabbed me and pulled me out of the KFC and into her car, and we're speeding along the M4. Yeah. Anyway, she drops me back home and we kiss, and here we are now. So, to be honest, it's gone pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's gone well, per se. I would say things have worked out for you against all odds. But, I, hey, I'm in there. We... But <laughs> I had a little kiss. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on the moon, mate. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Oh, hold on, George got a text. From the Lonely Hearts Club. We need to meet now. It's urgent. Oh, that's ominous. Oh, I think I better go, George. I think I better go. Right, okay. Um, you okay? Do the sign off on your own? Yeah, I can manage. I've got to go. Right, well, good luck. See you, George. Okay, see ya. So, bye. that's it for. Bye. So that's it for this uh, edition of Crass. You can follow us on Twitter at The Crass Podcast. You can email at crasspodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us individually on Twitter as well. I'm at George Walsh. Paul is at Bumbledoon. And uh, all that remains is for me to say, join us next time for another episode of Crass. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye.